Aguni Kore, Erin Gaital Shesto, Firkin Ohasaram, Fochin Kale, Aruroth, Iliok, Agasse, Mutne Balian Cha, E Kalure, Brunne Gradamor Gashke, E Ita Yatsan, A Willan Thomas, and Tirut Korishtakak, or New Honor, and Bronze, and Arab, and Silver, or Kanu Toshitik, Fall Ahantas, Dun, Dun, Baldun Gradam Oil. I'm so delighted to be here this afternoon on my own behalf and on Sabina's behalf um, to celebrate with you uh, this important occasion. And the most important people here this afternoon are, of course, the 77 people who will be getting their gold awards. And it's important to realise, of course, that they've arrived at the gold award, having got the bronze and silver award, which means that they have, in fact, shown a great deal of commitment across a whole series of values that are at the very heart of the Gashke experience. I am also uh, delighted uh, to pay tribute to the work of Yvonne McKenna and her the team working in Gashke. And of course, I would like to thank the job of Gashke, John Cunning, for his, for his uh, rewards. I, I think, uh, uh, since I became president, uh, about eight years ago, and particularly an interest in Gashka, and what we've been doing is we've been stretching Gashka, as it were, in other words, in an organization established by my distinguished predecessor, Patty Hillary, President Hillary, all those years ago. There's always a danger that the organization will simply repeat itself. So what we've been doing is been trying to ensure that it takes account of Ireland and Irishness in its, foolish, in its fullest sense. And I'm really pleased that that stretch is visible in the projects that have been undertaken, and in particular by the gold uh, awardees. But that is work that we really uh, are only in the throes of deepening. We have quite a distance to go. I think that one of the next phases we will be, for example, is not recognizing as it were just simply what and the chair versus the margins of society, but the very structure of the society itself, the assumptions of the society, the assumptions by which it invites people to live, and the assumptions and the principles with which it engages with other people. It's sometimes I'm sure the people in Gashgar, if you've been through the, the bronze and the silver and arriving at the gold, you probably don't want to hear the word journey again. People would say, Dear God, don't go on about the journey, or as we would say in Irish, and Tash the Father. But it is just that, what it is very much. It is a set of experiences that have been chosen on the basis of an examination of tasks and an examination of the self. And it involves setting challenges and benchmarks to be achieved. And these are not as it were clocked off, but they are in fact actually part of a formation of the self. And they are part of a formation of the self. More and more in the good projects I've been seeing, the formation of the self in interaction with others. And none of us arrive as uh, unique projects. We are unique to some extent, but we're quite inf we are influenced by those with whom we interact and how we come to participate in our culture. But it does involve, and this is where I'm so pleased that parents and teachers and mentors and pals are here. There are times when, in fact, the, 
the journey gets lonely and so on, and all the support that you have given I so congratulate you on all of the assistance and help that you have given to those we are honouring today. As I said, in, uh, the figure is enormous. The, the over 377,000 young people have now participated in the Gershka programme since Dr. Patty Hillary established it just 34 years ago. I, I think um, there's something else that is more and more important now, and, and it is in the atmosphere in which our bronze, silver, and particularly our gold awardees will be achieving their goals, is that it will have moved out beyond the self. It will be moved on and to take account, really, of all of the, what is it that will make our republic a real republic in terms of inclusion and equality and respect and social responsibility. And something that is very, very important, it is really part of the Irish character, uh, excellence in what you do. It's one of the things that is most interesting in the history of Ireland, uh, in many cases, is that people achieved excellence, be it excellence in baking bread, excellence in bricklaying, and so forth. There is an excellence in financial management, I'm told, as well, but it's more difficult to achieve. Uh, I think in relation to, uh, in relation to that concept, as they would say in Irish, people would say in the Aran Islands, it's most interesting, this was brought home to me one time, when, I, when a big storm happens, in all of the islands, they will say to you, they're able to tell you exactly who did that part of the war. I said, they're waiting for someone's disaster to happen, you see, in relation to that. Sean in Renard Peace and the Fallershaw, and so forth. But there's a great achievement in the work itself. And we're entering into a period where defining work will be very, very important. We have some, extra we have some uh, very interesting serendipitous uh, combinations today. We have 77 awardees from 17 counties. Now, 18 of our, count, of our awardees are from Northern Ireland, which I, something about which I'm so pleased, as part of their joint award initiative, including for the first time five awardees from Oliver Plunkett's Youth Club. We have a brother and sister from Cork receiving their awards, and then we have two of three triplets from County Down and two sisters from Cunda Tyrone, from County Tyrone. We have an awardee whom I've just met, uh, who received her gold award, uh, from, uh, whose mother received her gold award from former President Mary Robinson. So this year, again indicating the spread that we've been hoping to achieve, participants come from 24 second-level schools, four universities, two organisations for people with special need, with, with people with, spe with special abilities, and three uniformed organisations, three community and voluntary sector organisations, and a Garda Youth Diversion Programme. So that's what I meant by saying is that the aim is to extend the organisation in this inclusive way. Very much so as well. I remember the very first initiative in 2012 that I established as president was being young and Irish. I think uh, I had originally called it being young in Ireland, but I realised that so many young people had emigrated that I wanted to include them, so I changed it to being young and Irish. And I spoke at that time to about 800 people. And I think uh, what is very, very interesting 
It was then during that program that I spoke to some young people in prison who were very made submissions to my being young at Irish program. I visited some of them again recently, but the young people who participated were just, it would make your heart lift. They had a, a, in the national survey at the top of their list of what values were the values they valued. They were solidarity, equality, inclusion, pluralism, the language, Irishman was in it, freedom of thought and expression. And, and these are precisely the values that are at the core of the Gashka programme. But the community activities are very, very important. They're grounded in those values. They're grounded in what might have been the idealistic expression of the founders of the Republic a century ago. And I think they're also more important. They make a very good agenda, the achievement of which we should seek to excel and compete with each other, giving real meaning to the word Republic. And after the Being Young and Irish initiative, I have to tell you, I'm now building a new initiative, uh, which will be, during the coming year, with, through the different institutions of the state, fostering a greater economic liter literacy across the citizenry, something that is so necessary if we are to rise to the challenge of creating a more equal and just society together with a sustainable economy. I, I was encouraged in this for some time, and but it was, I think, a letter recently quoted the Austrian economist Friedrich von Hayek, which said, more or less, I'm summarizing the letter for the letter writer, who said, when will the president realize that not everybody can understand the economy? Only a very small number of people will at any time ever be able to understand sufficiently the complexity to take the decisions that will affect us all. And if ever I had intended to have this project, I made my mind up I'd better bring it on fast. Because if we are to understand, if we are to have social cohesion, and if we are to have informed choices uh, in relation to policy options, and if we are not, in fact, going to be misled by fake news and false facts, it is important today that our citizens will, in fact, be able to, to know precisely how the, how the economy can function. And I once said a member here that Parliament came about because we had literacy. And when the printing press was introduced, people said, this is very dangerous because if you spread it out, it isn't only the Bible they'll print, they could print Tom Paine's pamphlets as well. And the people did, and they won the vote, and they were entered Parliament. So in the same way, I will be, in fact, building on my very first initiative now to create an economic literacy program. And I do seek the assistance of the Gashka awardees at every level and those working with them to speak about their own project and to speak about the economy so that we are able, that we are not the victims of false news and false facts, but that we will make informed choices that may differ from each other, but with respect and based on fact. And I'll be saying more about this again. But returning to what we're at now, <laughs> I think that all of these new initiatives that, that are being taking place, yes, this, they all have the one thing in common, to try and give meaning to what we mean by an ethical society. But there are new initiatives, including Wavelength, which focuses on the inclusion of asylum seekers and like-minded, which targets those from the LGBTI community 
as well as ongoing work with the Irish Prison Service. And Kashka is demonstrating a commitment to promoting, if you like, not just an acknowledgement of diversity, but a respect and a welcome for diversity and inclusion by supporting young people from different communities. We, those of us who support Kashka, want to support young people as they develop new skills, meet new friends, feel comfortable with diversity, welcome it, see its enrichment, engage with their communities, yes, have an adventure, and discover their personal potential by embarking on the Kashka Award journey, which ends with the gold achievement that you have done today. And each of your individual stories reminds us of the immense potential that lies within all of us. It reminds us of the potential that exists within all of us, but all of the potential that we lose as a society by not making this available to everybody. You acquired new skills and improved old ones. Talk about them, and that's very important. You discover that with practice and diligence you could you were capable of more than you might have known. You have undertaken new sporting and physical challenges, both as individuals and as members of a team, and you have found a balance as well between the integration of mind and body. So today marks for you in India a certain, let's call it a punctuation point, uh, the achievement of the highest Kashgar distinction. It's also a continuation, as you will continue to be members, not only of your local and national communities, but also of a global community on a fragile planet with all the duties and responsibilities and rights and opportunities that such a membership entails. We're living in, in through times in which we face many challenges, when, as I have said, social cohesion is being undermined. Social cohesion is at its most vulnerable uh, when trust disappears. Trust in institutions, uh, trust in practices, trust in language itself, even trust in words and how words are used when a discourse of fear and exclusion is often promulgated by the most powerful. And we should remind ourselves regularly by the most powerful who behave in such a way that they are few and we are many. And if many and ethics prevails among the many, it quickly will in fact as a curb to some extent even to the most appalling of the powerful. We must maintain faith in our human ingenuity. Above all else, where Michael Davitt once said, the importance of, if you like, having courage, moral courage, our collective capability and capacity for good, our absolute resolve to speak of it and publicly, our ability to invent and to innovate, for the advancement really not of just a few, but of all of humankind. And that means pushing ourselves outside our comfort zones in order to realise our best work. Our best resources reside, after all, in the creative use of our imagination, sauliacht in Irish, and enlightened reason. Our ability then as well, where we are now challenged in the coming few years, people spoke when I became president of how we would remember, recall 1916, the First World War. We've done it, but now we're in the most difficult period. How are we to deal with, for example, the Civil War? How are we to deal with the First Partnership? He said, the promises that we might not have fulfilled in the foundation of the state. Or how might we explain and explain the long delay to push into 
the, the practice, the principles that were in our declaration. But we were, we're well up to that challenge, but we're up to it when, in fact, actually, we respect the narrative and the story of the other as, response, as something responsibly constructed and as important as our own. I think that we will be in relation to our past as much as our future. But it is in relation to our future above all else. I think sometimes it is said, what, what, would it, what, what difference would it make? Sometimes people feel that they get despair when they read of uh, all the challenges. The news that we have had only in the last 10 days about how serious our position in relation to climate change really is. The, how, how does a small action manage? All of the small actions do manage, and the actions of every citizen manage. And that is why we must really do everything we can so that we are able to achieve our targets, not just at the global level, national level, but at the personal and family uh, consumption level. I think what we could, the choice is to sit back and wait for disaster consumed with one's consumption. And it's a very good time of the year to be making that point. I think as well there is something very important about the values that go with it. The importance that is in some of these projects that I saw of empathy and kindness and persistence and patience and personal initiative. I just ask any of you here to remember, when did you last see anybody interviewed on television or radio and pay tribute for their empathy, kindness, persistence, patience, and personal initiative? You're far more likely to have said about it. Look at how long it has them to, to take to answer the question that I have decided they should have given in the first place. This is the kind of importance that attaches to language. So the generation of which you are, in which you are not people, who are now achieving ex excellence. And I face the great, great, this is my final point, the great, the combining the three great contemporary challenges, the humanitarian crisis of global hunger and of appalling acts of violence, the moral imperative to welcome those fleeing war, persecution, famine, and natural disasters, the need to create a just and sustainable society so that as citizens, we may be able to draw a distinction between what is sufficient and what is insatiable, to be able to build re-cohesion and social inclusion at home and abroad. And I think as well, yeah, I think what, you do all of this to head off what is now recognized as something that is very close to a democratic crisis, the necessity to address the causes and consequences of climate change and maybe that's the greatest crisis of all. That is, I think, really so important for future generations. But three kinds of consciousness have to be combined. One in relation to equality globally, one in relation to new forms of economy and ecology, and other in relation to trust in how we work together to achieve cultural cohesion. As I am speaking, I'm very conscious, for example, uh, of, of the debate that's taking place in Europe, which worries me very much. We have a new parliament, and we have a new commission. And it sees as a problem, as it sees it, the waves of people coming towards it. But they never seem to realize when you're redoing the maps, millions of people are moving across border every single week on the continent of Africa. 
They're not criminals, they're moving for desertification. And they've been doing it between African countries. So when a million and a million or a million and a half decide that they want to come to Europe, it really, it's 216,000 people go to Canada every single year. That would be the equivalent of between four and five million uh, Africans arriving in Europe. So I think it's important for us to stick to facts and know when the hysteria and the abuse of facts is being presented to us. And you will be wonderful people in encouraging others to be empirical. I think that I often think now of those people, for example, what climate change has done in desertification, its causes, poverty, food and security, climate change, land degradation, and policies that marginalize people. I've given a long speech today because I have the greatest of trust in you, the 77 people who have these qualities of endurance and concentration and so on, and your families and friends and schools and others who support you in achieving what you do. And it is heartwarming for any president to, to be able to know that today this generation is the best informed in relation to science. No one can lie to you about the science. You are, in fact, part of a debate on ethics, and you are part of a debate on responsibility towards an entirely new paradigm of connection between economics, society, and ecology. And it's an exciting time to be alive, and it is one of the most exciting times to have, in fact, actually achieved your gold medal. So we reach three slimly. I so want to congratulate all of you on what you have achieved. I want to say how encouraging it is to know that you are there as a resource, encouraging people to come together, merging consciousness, as I've said, of what being human means for ecology and human need and dignity and respect for sources of truth and consolation and reasoned and revealed fact. And I believe as well that you are the generation who will hope to have the best prospect of ending violence in all its forms, including domestic violence and violence, which is one of the great scourges of the world. I have the greatest of confidence. I have so much confidence in you. So let me congratulate you. And I want to acknowledge, as I said, and wish you. I believe that the values in the future of all the values for which you are getting the award today. They are great values to have as you go forward and achieve more and more and more, not just for personal benefit, but the interests of all humanity. Mili Buikas, Barbana. Thank you.